This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Uh, elegant and convenient electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. You guys ready for the first Important If True recording of 2018? I, I guess so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, get more ready than that. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite mm. ready. Get it. Where's my scene rotator? Get ready. It's funny that we say get ready. Like acquire. Do you think that means like acquire readiness? Like I think get so. to get ready? Or is it get, is that? Get yourself or is it get ready. Yourself Find ready. ready. Yeah. Find, Find ready. ready. <laughs> get yourself ready. That's my new thing. That's what I'm gonna, how I'm going to say it now. Hmm. Get yourself ready. It's time for important if true. <laughs> oh no! True, <laughs> true. Well, 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 <laughs> fucking well. Fuck it's fuck it's. <laughs> it's a new year, 2018. Well, fuck. Well, fuck. Uh, get yourself ready. <laughs> get yourself ready. So that applies if you say if you say get fucked, that's saying get yourself fucked. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It totally is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. fuck yourself. Yep. Mm. Well. No, get yourself fucked by some mo- means. Yeah, I mean, it could be, you could take it any way you want. Uh, hmm. You could take it any way you want. Get fucked. Chris, Nick, I have, yeah. I have some news for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's January 11th, 2018. And this is important if true. What the hell was that? <laughs> I'm matching. I always match Jake. Jake, you can't. You can't no, you do not. You don't. That's you bullshit. do not. That's <laughs> you can't. You can't give me that kind of lead in. No, Let's you go. guys can't just keep. You can't lead each other because then we'll just end in like an entropic descent into complete <laughs> lack of enthusiasm. Because Jake also matches people when we say our mm. names, and it always ends up being a slightly like. Fartier, okay, so do you think it works in the other the direction as well? Like if, if hey, Hulk, <laughs> hey guys, it's January twelfth, twenty eighteen, and this is important if true. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm Jake Rodkin. Okay, no, okay, whatever, whatever, Man, whatever, you whatever, also, whatever. Your enthusiasm blasted us forward into a new day because you. Well, it's Friday you were, now. You were enthusiastic <laughs> when it was January eleventh, and really pumped when it was January guys. 12th. I have great news. It's twenty twenty three. Fucking fantastic news. All right, let's do this. Energy up. Let's go. Hey. Hello. What? Time, Jake. It's a fresh cup. (laughs) And this is important. (laughs) It's January 11th, 2018. And this is important if true. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. All right. There we go. Hey, guys. Welcome yeah. to 2018. Oh, thanks. For real this time. Thanks. That's true. I guess we said last that last week's episode year. was fake. We did yeah. say it last oh, year. Yeah. Last year at the start of the year, we said- <laughs> Sorry. We said it last week. <laughs> uh, but this is the first one that we are actually recording in 2018. It has been almost a month since we actually recorded this podcast, even though we've been sending out podcasts- That's true. For like three yeah. weeks now. Uh, and it feels really- it, To me, it feels very weird to be back here in the studio- looking at Robot Nick recording this podcast. 
Well, I don't know how you guys feel about it. About me being a robot? Well, no, yeah. just about getting back <laughs> in the swing of this. This is our. This is uh. Uh, I, I know how my brain feels about it because I had a dream about recording a podcast last night. So that's is that true. That's, that's a classic, a classic sign that we haven't recorded in a while. That's the thing. Uh, the second time that's happened. At least the second time yeah. you reported it. Yeah. Well. Uh, so it, it it happened on Halloween. Uh, it, we were. It was Halloween. <laughs> Wait. And I woke. And I okay. woke up. The dream was and, set. Uh, Halloween, Halloween 2018, presumably. Oh. Uh, oh okay. And uh, I, I mean, I have to assume because uh, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, it could have been Halloween 2023. I don't know. But sure. uh, so I woke up and it was Halloween and um, my girlfriend Janelle showed me her phone, you know, just as you do, like rolling out of bed. She was like, look at this. And I was like, what? I was groggy. Just like, what, yeah. what, are, you, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And it was Instagram. Okay. And it was a photo of you and Jake. <laughs> and, and my brain, like the photos of you guys, and you were dressed in a costume, uh, not a, not a joint costume. You were both in separate <laughs> costumes. Okay. Uh, and my brain, like, was it not it's, va- it's, like? Do you you were dressed as me, and <laughs> <laughs> however, we however, you did not actually you? look like me. But in dream uh, logic, you knew that it was. Here's what you looked like. Here's what you looked like. You were both wearing crisp, like. Just super crisp blue collared shirts, okay. like bright blue, like like okay. cornflower blue collared shirts, and you were uh, you had like, enormous saxophones, which is the only real like thing that would. Like, I don't think the I don't think it's ever been stated canonically no, and so. important if true that Nick Brecken is a saxophonist. I am a saxophonist. So you had enormous saxophones, just like much larger than I play, <laughs> just just like really big like clown saxophones. And uh, <laughs> and like really emo hair, just like hair like hanging down like half of your face, and I didn't quite understand why that was supposed to be me either. But you, you had it, and I just felt. Player. And of course, I just the image of this just immediately embarrassed me. I just felt horrible, <laughs> and I knew that I had to go into the podcast and record a podcast. And you were just going to be wearing this like ridiculous outfit with the saxophone <laughs> and the emo hair. Or, like, Comment on that. Well, so I went to the podcast in the dream. I went to the to the studio, and I was I I got there, and you guys weren't around. And then I realized you were in the bathroom, and you were changing into the costume. (laughs) And the rest of the dream is just me waiting and knowing that when you come out, you're just gonna look like a buffoon who is me, and I have to sit here and wait to just be made (laughs) a buffoon. Implicitly, to just be yeah, just be mocked yeah yeah, for an entire podcast. So anyway. (laughs) <laughs> that the dream ended there. God, that's an incredible dream. Yeah, it was really bad and um, but good. Well, now I know my New Year's resolution. Halloween <laughs> yeah. twenty eighteen. Buckle in. Yep. Um, I wish I had known about it somehow. I wish I had divined that that was what I was yeah, supposed you were to wearing do. A blue Probably shirt just right Amazon now. Prime oh. now. Uh, clown saxophone. <laughs> yeah, give you a giant. Giant saxophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it a a plausibly giant saxophone? Right. Was it just like a lower register, like yeah, big? Like saxophone? Yeah. It was. Saxophone it was just. A, it's, it was like a baritone saxophone. Baritone saxophone. Okay. Like as opposed to like saxophone. as opposed to like an inflatable novelty saxophone. <laughs> yeah. I do, yeah. I, I think it was real. Did we? Did which we you were really selling the whole. The did whole we thing. play the saxophones or did they? No. Just, well, I think you were just making goofy faces as if you were playing it, but but you know, just sort of mocking, just mocking goofy faces, you know. Just like shitty, oh, shitty grin faces while you were yeah. playing the saxophone for yeah. you know yeah. for Instagram photos. I want to. I want to. Um, <laughs> this isn't really related to the story at all, but um, <laughs> but I wanted. I want to uh, quote 
um, something that happened one time. I was at a bar with Nick Brecken and our friend Kirk Hamilton, who, uh, mm. if you read Kotaku, Kotaku is a is a writer there, longtime writer there, and uh, he is also a saxophonist. He's a very accomplished musician, and. Uh, the three of us were standing around a bar in San Francisco and you two, Nick, you and Kirk were standing around talking about saxophones and saxophone <laughs> playing and how it's a totally underappreciated, um, it's a totally underappreciated instrument and form of musical expression and how mm. saxophone just doesn't get the credit it deserves. And you were, you were both sitting there talking, you were like, talking about how you know saxophone is just it's never as cool as it should be uh, or mm-hmm. it, it's not as cool as it ever it, it can't there's a ceiling and i remember the way that that uh that kirk's i believe it was kirk summed it up he said saxophone can never be cool saxophone is way too real to be cool <laughs> and you and <laughs> you were just standing there so sincerely and sagely <laughs> nodding along just like yep i know it's so true man just amen <laughs> and i was i was sitting there in this bar just like having a yeah. sort of i felt like i was having an out of body moment where i was right. like watching myself <laughs> watching you guys i was just little explosions went off in my brain being like i can't believe i'm witnessing this right now so that, that's I like the I conversation have no memory of that yeah, and yet it's the exact conversation you'd expect two saxophonists to have out in the wild. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. true. So I'm hoping that the that the sort of psychic memory of that moment, which is firmly implanted in my brain, has somehow been like amplified and reflected through the um, sort of ether of uh, like brain waves and transmissions, and has somehow like cross-dimensionally entered your dream reality to so right. Nick's existential dream about himself is in fact your memory of a conversation he was in about saxophone <laughs> yes <players>. yes exactly <laughs> I'm hoping right. that there's some kind you, of well really what you're <laughs> implying is that you waited that long you waited years <laughs> to make fun of that conversation <laughs> in yeah, an elaborate and, Halloween yes, costume and now waited, he has uh, done it I waited yeah. years until the perfect moment to infiltrate your dreams <laughs> and Great. mock you in the most targeted and specific now, this way. Was a, this was a true long play, though, because you're like, well, I'll give Nick this dream so that he will bring it up on a podcast so I can then explicitly <laughs> roast him for that conversation on the podcast. Like, yes, exactly. no bones about it. Just like... Yep. Jake, Jake, thank you for letting me employ you in this <laughs> endeavor. Yeah. Our dream selves. Uh, Nick, you have the most interesting dreams, I have to say. They uh, are Have you ever kept a dream vivid. journal? Have you ever attempted that? I used to just, you know, like throw them in like my iPhone when I would oh, wake really? up. But they, but they they it really is so they're so consistently vivid that I, I would just I would be doing it every day and it would just be a collection. I think of you should do it. On I think no. I, mean, I think you should just, do that. Oh my god, it's so much stuff. It's really bad. I think you should do it. I should. I think you should do it. <laughs> do it for I like two weeks. To try right. it for two weeks, and if it if it bears fruit, I would say keep doing it. This is your okay. 2018. I would say here's my like homework for you. Uh, I think, especially as a writer, I think that could be an interesting exercise legitimately. And as a contributor to this podcast, I think it could be an interesting <laughs> exercise hilariously. And as a fan, sure. I just want that content. Yeah. So I think okay. there are at least three axes on which this is valuable uh, for you and for the world. Actually, as a fan, I feel I'm entitled to that content. 
<laughs> this is 2018, my friend. Yeah, get on the right. get on the social yeah. train. <laughs> all right. Um, what are we? What are we actually talking about? Mike Brecken's coming up with all these ideas that he's not sharing with us. I think. Why are you holding back? I demand the, the director's cut. Yeah. Well, here, you know what? Actually, in the vein of sort of creating or shaping your own reality, which is mm. what I did inside your subconscious yeah. recently. Um, let's. Uh, we have a story about a very different version of this that I think is no less interesting. Uh, this is comes to us from. David, and this is an, an important, if true, exclusive. This is a breaking <laughs> report uh, coming to you on important, if true, from, uh, from listener David. And he writes, I can't believe I'm writing this. I've kept it secret for a very long time. And if you read this on the podcast, the ruse will be forever wrecked. But I think I have to come clean. Okay. In 2013, my friend and I watched the 2005 film House of Wax. You know, the Paris Hilton one. It was awful. It is awful. It is a big piece of crap. I was personally offended. When I went to the Wikipedia article to check the summary of the film, because I thought I must have misunderstood something, it couldn't have been that bad, could it? I found that the summary was seven paragraphs long, and it too was incomprehensible. Well, Wikipedia is the encyclopedia that anyone can edit. I challenged myself to write a better summary, despite my distaste for the film. I also challenged myself to not use any of the characters' names because they're virtually indistinguishable in the film, instead referring to them all simply as teen. I don't think I did a very... I don't think I did a very good job, but at the time I was satisfied. I reviewed my work and I felt I needed a reward. I, sc I scrolled up to the top of the page and after the film name added the text alternate title <laughs> Wax House Baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of a vanilla ice kind of thing. I don't know what on earth I was thinking. I think I just wanted to put something blatantly trash in there just to balance out the fact that the article was in fact better after my handiwork. I added some garbage citation to back it up that was, in my increasingly complex created fiction, an excerpt from Cine Action, a Canadian film magazine. I even specified which issue it was from, certain no one would ever fact check an obscure Canadian film magazine for some obscure awful film. In case it wasn't obvious, I've never read Cine Action, and the excerpt was a complete fabrication. It stayed. <laughs> Five years later, Wax House Baby still exists on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly didn't expect it would last this long, <clears throat> but I also didn't expect the knock-on effects. Wax House, baby, is an alternate title listed on IMDb. I, d I don't know how IMDb works. It may be a community contribution. Google search recognizes Wax House, baby, as a title for the film and properly returns its metadata. For a... <laughs> For a brief time, the official Amazon listing for House of Wax used Wax House Baby as an alternate title. <laughs> Small-time cinema and horror blogs revel in the awfulness of the title Wax House Baby. There's a Facebook group, but I think that's just because it's listed as someone's like. Someone has written fan fiction with the title Wax House Baby. Every now and then, some large company or website will <laughs> scrape metadata for the film, including the alternate title Wax House Baby and reuse it themselves for a short time, usually purging it later. I got to thinking, <laughs> though I don't think I seriously <laughs> harmed anyone by altering their perception of House of Wax starring Paris Hilton, I wouldn't necessarily say I used my powers for good. 
Is this somehow important or true? Could I have harnessed this in some way? Will this be useful in the future, such as whitewashing the bloodier points of our history on Wikipedia to help us convince the AIs down the road that we're not worthy of extermination? Thanks, Daniel. <clears throat> P.S. The article is kind of a mess again. That's just how Wikipedia goes. So there we go. Exclusive reveal. <laughs> Wax house, baby. I love that so much. I'm it's so really, happy really good. about this. I'm so glad that we. I got started. To... To, I started to tear up a little bit at the at that at that article. <laughs> Wait, you actually? You mean you went to the real article? No, I just oh, your, yeah. your, your your email your, at that story. <laughs> you teared up out of out of emotion or out or, of just laughing at out it. Out of yeah. I was waiting for the reveal that like somehow a DVD or a Blu-ray got published oh, yeah. that included oh, that, man. like the French translation <laughs> right. or something for the for the Canadian re-release yeah. or something like in yeah. China that's actually just called Wax House Baby. But it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. can you can yeah from yeah. Alibaba.com get four thousand mm-hmm. <laughs> copies of Wax House Baby sh- uh, shipped directly to you. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, thank you, David. Both for telling us about this, but more importantly for perpetrating. This I think well, victimless crime. Yeah, and thank you, you for cleaning up the House of Wax Wikipedia page. Yeah, thank you for that, that, uh, better description. This page is, this page is really amazing. Does the did description the ci- does the description still the include citation? Teen? No, I didn't actually uh, read the citation. I didn't actually. Oh my god, the citation is really I, it's I really the, in depth. I went to the page to make sure that it was still as described, but I didn't. But <laughs> he I didn't made up a whole detail. quote from Joel Silver. <laughs> <laughs> What is we finished production on the posters and commercials and billboards that read Wax House Baby when we found out we had the proper naming rights, so we had to start over again. <laughs> Man, that's really good. I can't believe you didn't mention that part in this. Yeah, it's, it's, I a, wonder, it's fantastic. I, I mean, I suppose it's possible that he didn't add that quote, but there's sort of a like... Did someone further entrench the troll? <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, I mean... Oh, man. It's hard to know, right? <clears throat> Once you've created a new reality... Do people just like if you commit to it enough? Presumably, that does happen in actual life. Oh, did you? I think there's a man. Was it 99 percent invisible? There was a podcast that talked about a map company that put a fake Ooh. town on their map to yeah. prevent or to to make it clear when other companies were stealing their map as opposed to using their own mapping data because they would wholesale mm. lift the existence of this town. But because that town showed up as a destination on maps, enough people started going to it that a small town appeared there. Like, it ended up uh, people enterprisingly uh, affixed Was it that people started going it. there, or was it that there were some structures there and they started just adopting that name, or was it maybe a combination of both? I'm, I, it was most likely a combination of both, but it seemed like, oh, this is a roadside stop we can make. Uh, yeah. There's nothing there. Oh, now there's a gas station. Now there's XYZ. Yeah. The town is Aglo, New York. Yeah. And yeah, it was uh, basically created on a map in 1930 as like... It's copy protection. As copy protection, yeah. And yeah. Uh, mm. a copyright trap, they call it, <clears throat> um, to catch others who would copy the map. And then in the 1950s, a general store was built at the intersection called Aglo, and they just called it the Aglo General Store because that's what the name that's was, what on, was the on the map. map. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's so incredible. I think the, I, as I recall, I, I've, I've heard that episode, so I, I, I've heard the same material you're describing, Jake. And I, as I recall, um, when other map companies started putting Aglo on their maps, the original creator of the copyright trap then accused them of map theft. And then those, that other map company was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we went to this place and 
There's a that's, store there. That's what it's called. And so, and that was how the original creators realized that they had unintentionally created a town. So what you're saying is we're gonna get a House of Waxiverse with the <laughs> next film entry is gonna be called Wax House Baby as an homage yeah, right. to the original unused title. Right. Comma not real. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could, I mean, in the maybe you know, do you remember? Do you guys remember stuff like Snakes on a Plane? Yeah, which was a sort oh, of yeah. a famously internet celebrated film that then ended up being a total failure. That uh, was the, the. I mean, Snakes on a Plane. The name of it was so audacious that it became a meme well before it was out. And then I think yeah, reshoot, the trailer. reshoots of Snakes on a Plane <laughs> upped its campiness yes. to lean into yeah. its its memification. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. And I think yes, to the point that even like. There was an internet-created catchphrase for the Samuel L. Jackson character that then was written into the screenplay. Wow, it went that far? I didn't yes. know that was true. Yes. I didn't know that oh. screen that, that line wasn't yeah, in there. I believe that was the case. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, so m- maybe that idea was just b- b- ahead of its time. Uh, maybe weird internet, uh, like, ersatz world creation <laughs> as film gestation uh, was just, uh, you know... The time wasn't ready, but now it is. Wax house, baby. <laughs> is there, I, I feel like that is a phrase that needs to yeah. be like used as an exclamation or like well, wax the way on, you keep, the wax way you house, just, baby. Wax house, baby. It feels like it's like that's things are just the way they yeah, are. Like uh-huh. that's just how it is. Yeah. Wax, yeah. House, yeah. Baby. wax house, baby. It sounds like that, Chinatown. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like it needs, because of the strangeness of its origin, I feel like it needs a more specific application than just... You know, it is what it is, which is pretty generic. <clears throat> you mean like you need to be like, oh, you got waxed house? <laughs> <laughs> you got waxed house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of waxed housed? <laughs> waxed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's there's um, something isn't what you thought it was or something is... You know, mm. like mm-hmm. that's so weird because it already like saying, "Oh, well, that's just a house of wax." Like, also is already that's a weird, yeah, evocative yeah. image of just. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a sort of simulacrum of reality. But when you're like wax well, house, so baby. Well, it's sort of like yeah. a. It's almost like an informational catfish. You know, mm. like <laughs> it's and it's what you declare when you realize that you have been uh, deceived. Yeah. When you realize yeah. you when you realize you've spent the last like four hours on Twitter arguing with just like a Russian bot. You know, yeah, wax house baby. Someone walks away. It's this wax house baby, and then like a, a like sort of distant <laughs> saxophone plays, and you're like, too, raw, too real. <laughs> yeah, man, we are living in the fucking wax house baby world for sure. I mean, I, I don't think we can go into a huge discussion about this, but before the podcast, we were talking about this whole community of online like brand creation, where people essentially use off-the-shelf plugins to generate online stores with made-up brands that then sell, like, through automated processes, sell cheap products from Chinese, like, mega mass manufacturers. And the whole thing is just like a fucking Ouroboros of cheap merchandise. It's an article about how you in your bedroom can, yeah, Je- become an Instagram advertising success through this by just find a nice jacket that you like off of a website, send them a JPEG of a logo, put an ad on Instagram, yeah. open a store, and you mm-hmm. can become a boutique <clears throat> manufacturer without literally doing anything. Right. Just, who just sells garbage. Just Wax house, garbage. baby. Wax house, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's a fascinating article, and it, it will link it in the show notes. Yeah, it is. It was from the Atlantic, I think. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we will put that in the show notes. Yeah. If you're wondering where uh, probably a large percentage of all of that weird boutique shit that shows up on your Facebook and Instagram yeah, ads brands is. brands you've never heard of that come up. Some of them probably are real, and some of them are just a literal Shopify plugin mm-hmm, where you can type in, in their bedroom. lion bracelets and then just l- drop one of them in your store and put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, okay, we have... Should we do an email here? We have... Uh, sure. I'm going to say that we will. <laughs> we have an email mm-hmm. from Andy who writes, My name is Andy, and I am from Iowa. <laughs> I work as a meat clerk and have developed this awful habit of saying bro or variations of bro hmm. ranging from berg. Is that right? <laughs> uh, that's spelled, Chris? Ber- berg. Berg. It's spelled, it's spelled B-E-R-G-H. Oh, I guess so. Berg. Burra. <laughs> Is it like Scottish? Burr? I don't know. Keep it going, though. Keep trying. I developed this awful habit of saying bro or variations of bro ranging from berg to burra, to bra. <laughs> it all starts... I don't know if any of these are how he says it. It all started I out as... I think so. It started out as a way of making fun of a frat boy coworker, but now that he is gone, the bro talk has remained part of my work personality. Oof. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. Oh. Um, do you have unique personality traits that only exist around your coworkers? Thanks. Much love, Andy. I do. I mean, I think we probably all do. If you work at a small collection with a small collection of people, I think you end up developing mm-hmm. a weird vernacular that just like little pocket words and phrases yeah. that only exist in the office. But yeah. but nothing nothing as diseased as as just pretending to be a bro in a way that you can't control. Yeah, the fucking wax house baby for sure. That guy, <laughs> this, guy, this guy lives in a in a in a. <laughs> just bro a f- flaming candle wax house <laughs> in his own creation oh, yeah God. that's gross um, yeah I wonder Andy I wonder do you I mean if a woman comes up to the counter and like orders a pound of you know top sirloin or whatever do you call her bro I had figured that this was when outward facing to customers that this was normal but it's when he literally turns around and talks to coworkers. Uh, and it's like hey bro and they're like okay Jesus and you know but Mm -hmm. this feels like you know I actually oh yeah I just realized I've I've sort of faced this dilemma because I have this like local sandwich shop that I'm starting to frequent and the guy every time I go in he says hey brother and I've started to think about whether I should say hey brother back to him because it just feels like by not saying that I'm kind of like violating I'm snubbing him and I want to get to know this man but like by by just intentionally not ever referring to him as brother because everybody else who comes in says hey brother so I'm just in this weird zone now so this is this is your to clarify this is your new Canadian sandwich yes (laughs) yeah yeah. But yeah, so like it's a similar situation where you just you don't want to but I don't I don't know what to do. I guess I think I'm going to like put my foot down and just not say it, but right. I I'll always I feel like I'm always going to be in a different category now. Right, right. Maybe he'll respect yeah. you for your individuality. <laughs> uh maybe. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can come up with a catchier just like little you know, sort of vague friendship term of endearment yeah, for call him, him bro. champ or something. <laughs> yeah, don't no, yeah, just like just try calling him sport. bro. Bra, hey, sport. you know. <laughs> yeah, I really put my foot down on this this brother yeah. language. Yeah. Bra, berg. <laughs> call him berg. Hey champ. Hey skip. Berg. Yeah. Call him tiger. <laughs> tiger. <laughs> hey buddy. 
Come up with a new one every single time. Hello, hello, friend. <laughs> Chum. Yeah, assemble a list. And then just start of, making up names for him. Yeah. <laughs> assemble a list of all of these and then go backwards in time until you find really weird, like, antiquated Middle English yeah. ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Berg. 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 <laughs> Thane. Yeah. <laughs> My lead. Well, so what is the solution? I mean, is the solution for him to, to just start forcing something else, I guess? Maybe the, maybe the solution is to get weirder and weirder with it until, yeah, like we're describing until it corrupts now, and, and, until yeah. it's become so obnoxious and impenetrable that you're, fired. That you're become incredibly self-conscious. Right. I mean, the challenge with adjusting speech patterns uh, is that you are not, is that you can become very aware of them when you're not doing it, but then as soon as you yeah. are in the flow of conversation, you completely forget that you were... We're trying to adjust. I mean, I'd certainly. I think. I think that you way. need like external signifiers of some kind. You need to get this out of yourself. It feels like the reason that um, Andy has this problem is because he's keeping it to himself. Yeah, I think you just mm. need to say, "Attention, coworkers, my dudes, my bros. You will <laughs> notice that I say bro too often. You know, yeah, and you I know. hate it. I hate mm. it. And I think that would probably cure you. No, you be- know, okay, go ahead. Or it would it would compound it horribly if you if you if you're like okay. So when I say bro. Just say bro back to me. Yeah. When I that, say that, bro, that could just spiral. You say bro. <laughs> that could just instantly vortex bro. into everyone Berg. be like, bro, bro, what's up, bro? Like, no, I think <laughs> that I would think, compound it horribly. I think that's the way to do it. I think every time, I think that would actually help because if they interrupted you with it, like if every single time you said bro or Berg, but or then whatever, what if they just start going, bro? Like, what if they're just like a little <laughs> word of advice? Bro, a little shoulder, word of advice. You're shoulder. saying bro. Like then they no, just start calling. It would sound like they start calling you bro, and it might just like no, I it might just exponentially no, 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 go no. up. I think they just they just say interrupt you instantly bro. by just saying bro. Yeah, exactly. Every time you say bro, I think to a customer that would just look like the most broy bros broing. <laughs> That's true. Maybe have them. What do you say, think about that, bro? Bro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe instead instead of having them say bro, have them just say something vile instead to really draw your attention to it. So you're like, hey, bro, shit fucker. <laughs> That's also fair. <laughs> you know, just like every time you say bro, they have to just reply in a completely uh, like unpalatable way that makes you want just uh, here here find something that you find unpleasant and distressing but not actually like morally offensive in a way that would be right like uncalled for in a workplace just what's the thing that but, you hate have your coworkers tell you that every time yeah like like every time you say bro and there's like mayonnaise you know <laughs> like, oh, like, God, oh, uh, you start and then you start a go bad association Pavlovian yeah. negative response so I, I have one mm. one more technique maybe to 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 cure this uh, which is sort of the equivalent of, of um, like, if you want to remind yourself of something that you should or shouldn't do, you know, like if you bite your nails, you put you put something on your on your fingernails, yep. or like tying a little ribbon around your around your finger to remind you of something. Yeah. So you could um, you could go all in on this and just constantly remind yourself uh-huh. uh, of who you are. So I, I like maybe maybe like tie a, a puka shell necklace around your neck uh-huh. uh, so you feel it there and whenever, whenever you look at yourself in the mirror you're like oh yeah. I say bro all the time yeah. or like put like embarrassingly bad beer in the office fridge and put your name on it so every time right. you open the fridge you're like oh god I'm a bro and like yeah. spray yourself with Axe body spray so every time right. you smell yourself you're like oh I say bro all the time god Jake this is the riskiest fucking given how this yeah. started which is which is out of like a I think that Andy will be mock- very receptive to my advice Chris and that we should not <laughs> challenge it in any way <laughs> <laughs> I mean he might end up being happier 
he might end up. This might be the way that just he finds fully himself. Embodying just, yeah, his, that's true. Yeah. 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 But no, th- Chris, that's not my intent. This is just honest <laughs> like, ways to, to you're, just yeah, gut okay, check you're yourself. You're not trying to have him self gaslight into. No, I would never <laughs> propose that for that reason. Yeah. God, what? What a strange, what a strange outcome that would be if you yeah. totally knowingly and yet simultaneously unintentionally reconditioned yourself into a totally new personality type in but, an attempt but it was like the most slippery slope of you trying to claw your way <laughs> yeah. out but you're actually your clawing is digging the hole deeper yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> well what i'm saying is there's no escape yeah i think i actually have a very dark solution to this but it's it's incredibly dark i don't okay. i don't think that andy should actually should actually do what i'm about to All describe right. <laughs> but i think this would actually work okay i think if he just took aside one of one of his co-workers and uh-huh. said hey actually you realize that every time you say bro it reminds me of my brother and something <laughs> tragic happened to my brother oh and my so i God. just i just wish that oh you know it's God. like it's just it's just Jesus, it's just Nick. it's just it really it really doesn't make me feel good when you say bro so if you could just stop saying oh. bro but he's that the one totally who bro well, yeah, but, right, right, but then he just now he re- it just happened. It just happened. <laughs> All right, now this is already spiraling out of control. Never mind, that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know how that works because if your if your if your office mate is remotely receptive to you, they'd be like, "Dude, you say it all the time," and you're like, "Yeah, imagine how I." But feel. it's not about my brother. It's about like uh, you. So wait, it's so not, hold on a second, yeah. Nick. Are you wait? I'm not, you're saying that Andy is the one who has to create his own fictional brother or you're saying Andy's yes. co-worker yes. has to do this too no, this Andy, has Andy to will rid himself of this by yeah. creating additional problems that <laughs> yeah. he then puts yeah. onto his co-workers no, he's gonna have to so create a story about here that is that yeah. Andy is in your solution Andy's curing himself by just creating a vindictive punishment against his co-worker for something that Andy himself for a problem Andy essentially yes. himself it's created. his hope though that he, he can sort of that is some Old Testament shit that by sort of <laughs> by sort of pushing these people down Andy is hoping that he can elevate himself out of this bro pit that he yeah, has created he's though. just yeah. this is they're the- all in the they're, Andy basically fucking as a joke one day started like he took a little spade and started digging a pit and then all of the like friends that were all hanging around digging the pit with him left and he to take up the slack rented a fucking backhoe and just dug a big ass hole and then a bunch of other people walking along fell into this huge well, hole this is actually- and then now they're all trapped in the hole together and now Andy is going to climb out of the hole by just fucking stepping climbing over, over their, their corpses yep just, yeah <laughs> just clawing his way out and building fucking uh, ladders out of their bones what a wax what house a baby <laughs> Wax house, baby. But yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, let's take a break. This episode of Important of True is brought to you by, you will never guess in a million years. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I was right. It's brought to you by Quip <laughs> Electric <laughs> Toothbrushes. I knew who it was, Chris. That was a bit. You didn't. I did. I did. You didn't. I, it's true. I'm good. You'll never be able to prove it. Uh, it is Quip electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you will get your first brush head refill for free. So it's like toothbrushes? It's like toothbrushes and is 
Like you'll you'll get one and you'll be like, wow, this is just like a toothbrush. I'll try using it to brush my teeth. Yeah, you'll succeed. I had my quip with me on my like three weeks of being uh, uh, away. Would you, did its Would you say work? that you were equipped? I was totally equipped. What, Jake? Did the battery do its job? Uh, yeah, the battery caused the toothbrush to vibrate uh, at the appropriate nice. frequency that cleaned my teeth. Mm. And in fact, uh, I stayed with our friend Duncan, the writer of the podcast Something True, the very good and funny history podcast on our network. And we stay, Sarah and I stayed at Duncan's home and he noted the presence of the quip toothbrush was he in the jealous? bathroom. I, he seemed pretty jealous. Was he enraged that you had a quip <laughs> and he didn't? <laughs> um, Did he attack you to try and get your quip toothbrush? Uh, that's for me. That's for Did me. you say, were you going to say that's for me to know and you to find out? Yeah, that would be nothing. <laughs> I, I but would be menacing I enough. I didn't intend to start saying that, but then for some reason that's <laughs> what I started saying. Uh, against my will. You're my not wrong. Will. It is for it is for you. <laughs> it to is know for you to find out. <laughs> to Holy find out. shit! Anyway, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by toothbrushes, and you can get one for yourself if you go to tryquip.com/thumbs. At which point you will also receive your first brushhead refill for free. Good lord, I'm running out of things to say about toothbrushes, but it's a good one, and you can get one at triquip.com slash thumbs. Oh, they sponsored the episode. Yeah. You guys want to do a podcast? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Wax house, baby. Shut up. <laughs> God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Speaking of wax, let's talk about Domino's Pizza. <laughs> 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 Wait, is this an update on your your? Is this an update on your? Uh... Uh, dude, that's Pizza Hut on my lamp on my oh. novelty lamp. No, however, I am going to talk about other pizza chain branded Wait, what's the, what's accoutrements. What's going on with your lamp? No update. No update. We're still I texted waiting the guy lamp. today. Oh really? No reply. Oh damn. Oh man. Does he still have your money? Yeah. <laughs> so there might have to be a dispute filed soon. <laughs> you got taken by the stupidest fucking scam ever. Oh, it's I, is, that's wax not house, a, baby. Yeah, is that a scam? <laughs> I mean, it is, but I feel like it was just a mistake <laughs> all around. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! I the fact is that I was at least so it's I don't <laughs> sorry I'm trying to untangle how this was specifically a scam because I was still shipped an actual broken <laughs> Pizza Hut lamp which would have taken a lot of work to procure even in its broken form to like get 200 bucks off of me. The guy, what if the guy already had a broken Pizza Hut lamp? That that's the only explanation for why the pieces were all shipped to you in like a green plastic bag. <laughs> is if he already had a bag full no, I of think the busted green, Pizza Hut. I lamp. think the green plastic bag was meant to like hold the bundled up cord, but it got shredded by the glass. <laughs> All right. So I was shipped a broken pizza out lamp. Whatever. That's old news, Chris. Uh, it is old news. It's old news that will never get old. Though. That's so true. But uh, what I want to talk right, about. So you're ta- what other novelty pizza merchandise are you somehow now talking about? So, um, do you know about this Rolex watch that exists? No, I have literally no idea. Okay, what you're well, I mean, about. A, Ro- a Rolex watch, obviously. Well, I mean, I, yes, I'm aware of Rolex. Rolex watches, watches nice watches. Yeah, the expensive watch. Yeah, they're very. Expensive. They're the one you get mm-hmm. because it's expensive. It's like called yeah. traditionally. Yeah. Um, so, I don't even know how to introduce that this exists, but uh-huh. there. Um, the most sort of American thing that could possibly exist is this Rolex watch, which uh-huh. is a, a very 
it's it's a very specific, unique, finite number of Rolex of these Rolex watches that exist, which makes it sound like maybe it's some sort of really nice, uh, interesting, well-designed thing. But uh, until you know that it was made in conjunction with Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Domino's Pizza and Rolex co-created okay. uh, a limited edition Domino's Pizza version of the Rolex Air King, which is their like <laughs> intro-grade watch, to give to managers who hit certain sales thresholds. Oh. And it is the most dumpy, mm. hilarious thing, because it's literally just a Rolex that then has oh, no. the logo of Domino's Pizza in full what? color on it. This is baffling. Nick, Oof. can you see this? No. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I, I'll send it to you, uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick, you need to see this. The, that is so strange. It's like a really elegant looking watch with then just the normal ass <laughs> Domino's Pizza logo just like yeah, stamped I'm at it now. onto oh my it. God. Yeah, it so looks like it looks exactly like what all of those sort of auto generated previews of what your like yes. corporate giveaway mug is mm-hmm. going to look like, where they just take yeah. a photo of the blank thing but and then just like Photoshop a JPEG on the top of it, except that but it's this a is fucking like a Rolex with like a little, it's like Rolex a metal watch. inset, but full color Domino's logo on the face of this Rolex watch. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I read a couple How articles did you on this. Find this and what is your okay? Well, I I found this. I found out that this exists because <clears throat> my friend um, works at a big video game publisher, and he was in a meeting, and he's a super like watch guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My friend Pierre, and he saw just like what looked like a nice Rolex poke peeking out of someone's sleeve and then the person sort of adjusted their sleeve <laughs> and he saw the little like red and blue square oh, man. and his brain oh was God. just like is that the fucking Domino's Pizza logo right. on a Rolex yeah. and then after the meeting he asked the guy is that the fucking Domino's yeah. Pizza logo on the Rolex and the guy's like oh yeah it's my Domino's Rolex I bought this from a used watch store it's hilarious <laughs> oh, like he <laughs> bought it used yeah he oh, bought man. well yeah he, the, uh, the CEO of Domino's apparently at one point had his own really nice custom watch with a Domino's logo and he said in his autobiography that a store manager or a franchise manager said, what would it take for me to earn that watch off of you? And like the, in the what? 80s or something, late 70s. Wow. And he went, well, uh, so then he went, Domino's partnered with Rolex to start making, they made hundreds of these wow. for managers but who hit sales thresholds. only. Yes. It's like you get it, instead of like years of service, you get a Rolex at Domino's if you like did $20,000 in a week or something like that. Like if That's you, cool. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, those are nice watches. They are, but they have a fucking Domino's logo <laughs> I on them. I, is, so the, the story of it, the, the, the story of this that is sad to me is that eventually Domino's managers, I guess, decided that it was not cool. Right. I feel like, I feel like they should have, they should have come back around on this being cool, but the Domino's Pizza Watch now, um, it's it's. Uh, I'll show you. I'll show you the the new version of it. Just has a metal domino attached oh, attached to the strap. Wow, objectively like, worse. Yeah, there's like an there's like a what is like a stamped metal. It's like a stamped metal it? Domino's like, yeah. uh, logo that's just on sort of on the metal band. Right. But, but anyway, but that's 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 you could literally just swap out the watch band. Yes. Like watch bands are standard. Yeah. Yeah, things you could just erase all evidence of the fact that this is a Domino's watch. Yeah, which I guess I guess Domino's managers have managed to just like, yeah, they're just like just give me the Rolex, just having an actual nice. Just Rolex give me the Rolex <laughs> without any evidence of Domino's, because all you have to do is swap yeah, out the band. But the existence, I mean, good on you, Domino's. The existence managers. in the world though of that Rolex that just has a Domino's pizza logo slapped on it, I can't. Yeah, yeah. just oh, I I don't even know 
how to describe that, but just the deliciousness of those two things literally just mushed just on, top on top of each, of other. each other. Yeah, that's uh, but it's real. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a strange phenomenon. I'm glad that I'm glad that you learned about this because someone actually just witnessed one in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the, the wild. And went, <gasps> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no story to tell or any angle to jump off of other than that, but yeah. I just thought you guys and everyone at home would appreciate learning that a Domino's Pizza Rolex watch is a thing you can buy. Yeah. You can buy them on eBay. for they, they go from between what looks like $2,500 and $5,000 on eBay. Wow. Because wow. it's still a Rolex. It's still, yeah. Except that it says Domino's Are they on it. okay? Here's the question: <laughs> Are they more expensive or less expensive than the identical than that Rolex? year's yeah. just like Rolex Air King? Or I don't know. Rolex, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's I didn't question. bother to look. Yeah, uh, Chris, I only I've never like window shop search for a non-Domino's watch. Please, I've never window shopped <laughs> a Rolex before. I'm not that kind of person, but I've definitely looked around on uh, on ebay and other watch trading sites to mm-hmm. see what what i you know is this like a known thing among watch people yeah oh hell yeah it turns out That's that it is uh, so one of the articles that i read and I, I would have to find it interviewed like a guy who ran a used uh, and already used a new watch store in new york and they he just keeps the rolex in the front window and they're like well <laughs> it's not for everyone it apparently just has not sold like oh, just, <laughs> but the, yeah. you know why not if you have a domino's pizza rolex put it on display in your watch store yeah yeah That's really anyway. good. That's um, for for thirty years service uh, at Important If True. We'll get ourselves Domino's Pizza <laughs> Rolexes. Yeah. Uh, for episode, I don't even want to think that far ahead. Thirty years. Yeah. Good lord, that would be uh, fifty times thirty. Yeah, like fifteen hundred episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, <laughs> disgusting. Oof. We're com- we're in, we're in the what mid forties now. Yeah, we'll have sold enough Quip toothbrushes by then that we can get ourselves those. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. Let's salvage this. Okay. Uh, Is this going to work? I don't know. Jen Blackburn from East Hampton, Massachusetts, uh, writes in with a follow-up to my Nutcracker opening story from the Important of True Bad Gift special um, from, I guess, two weeks ago. Yeah. And she writes, my husband and I were listening to the Bad Gift episode, and as soon as you said the Nutcracker, my immediate reaction was, this is going to be a story about barf. (laughs) 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 Okay. For many years, a friend of my family had worked as an an usher at the theater where the Boston Ballet held its yearly production of The Nutcracker, and every year he'd tell us about that year's best barf stories. His theory was that it always happened because of the unlucky confluence of special day out junk food for the little ones, excitement, and warm airless theaters. Our daughter will be three next Christmas, and while I'd love to introduce her to the magic of live performance and think she'd be in love with the Nutcracker, I am quite rationally worried that we will all end up either covered in barf or become accidental heralds of the next barf apocalypse. Then again, that second half is totally majestic. Jen Blackburn, East Hampton, Massachusetts. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it totally, it actually does make sense. Yeah, but the fact that someone mm-hmm. knew when I started telling that story, like, oh, like it's yeah, barf story, be a barfing kid, <laughs> definitely. And this is coming up. So the Nutcracker, or its original title, Wax House Baby, <laughs> or its original original title, Bad Gift Special. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bad Gift Special is not a terrible name for the Nutcracker. No, a little girl gets a gift that like transports her to a weird land where she gets terrorized by giant rats and shit. And kids start barfing wildly. And kids yeah. start barfing. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose it makes sense that parents would sort of, in this situation, try to ply their children. With, I mean, I guess there's you could you both have the like, all right, we're gonna do like a cultural thing, so just be quiet, and I'll give you lots of candy. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, it's like Christmas time, you know. And my my memory of, of going to the Nutcracker was so un that because yeah. I, the at least at the time that I went to the San Francisco Ballet, they would not allow food or drink in the theater. And it was. They like, probably still don't. I mean, I a lot of a lot of like live venues are. Oh, they're relaxing. Are that. relaxing yeah. that, but yeah, my memory was always I have to sit through the entirety of the Nutcracker and then I can go to have dinner. <laughs> so like, yeah. it was like s- like starvation, you know, like like the yeah. kid version of just like I want water or anything or a piece of gum or anything, right. and the only thing that will get me through this is paying attention to the Nutcracker, right. which I liked. <laughs> yeah, but it was like. This will have to nourish me in right. all yeah, ways. Yeah, 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 you're a kid. Your attention yeah. span sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but these new kids, Chris, that they have these days. Yeah, these new barfers. Everywhere. Yeah, these new barfers. As they're known. Uh, well, thank you, Jen. I am, I am, I can't decide if I'm glad to know that I'm my glad to know. It's, was, but, oh, I, I'm glad, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very glad that you're the latest in the long line. Of people barfed on of by a kid. Or barfies. It's yeah. a Christmas tradition. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take it. Start your own Christmas tradition. Get barfed Get on. Get barfed on. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> shall we endorse? Yeah. <laughs> just imagining a nutcracker that just you open its mouth and it just barfs. <laughs> <laughs> And Nutcracker, like, music, like, really sort of... Yeah, some of the <laughs> yeah. more sort of... Right, it's sort of... It reaches right. a crescendo. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Um, it's like a... Uh, it's like all those shitty birthday cards that open and play the Star Wars theme or oh, something. I was but it's a, whenever you yeah. open the Nutcracker's mouth, it just, you know... I was imagining it's like one of, it's like, uh, one of those toys, the Jack in the Box, where you... Oh, you, you crank it. it and mm. the music goes, and you're, like, super tense because you don't know when, but at some point... It's gonna pop Okay, out I of thought the box. it was just like whenever you open the nutcracker's mouth, vomit starts coming out, and you also hear and then just you close it again and it stops. And then whenever you open it again, it just keeps going. And what is it? Just projectile vomiting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the music is just blaring. Yeah, it's basically a hose. Yeah, yeah it probably his yeah. eyes light up or something. Because yeah. why not? Where does the where does the barf come from? What is to, the barf receptacle on this? Chris, thing? that's how you that's how you really make money off of this. You sell <laughs> right. the nutcracker cheap, but the barf packs you really mm. jack the price up on oh, those. God. Yeah, gross. Oh, yeah, this is. Kids what, will just start making their own bar. This is, packs. dude. That's this could be our elf on a shelf. This could be our new big deal. Yeah. Also, then you put a security camera in the eyes of that nutcracker. <laughs> you're good to go. First person barf cam. Yeah. Gross. We retain rights to all that footage which we put on our YouTube account and monetize <laughs> the shit out of of people looking into the eyes of a nutcracker, then just getting oh. fucking puked on. Oh God. Chris, this is a big deal. Ah, uh, this this copyright out of thumbs LLC. That would actually terribly do really really well. Uh, if, I know. If oh, you yeah. could buy this thing, and then your friend would open it up and get barfed on, and, and you'd instantly have video? a first person video cam of your friend getting barfed on, and then the video <laughs> would instantly upload itself via satellite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're first is like get the app to put your Wi-Fi credentials into the Nutcracker. Yeah, uh, and then that's it. Yeah, we'll the send way, you the URL. The way you'd want this to work is that the box, the without being unwrapped, you, you would have like you'd have to like peel off a one-time gift code that had like a, a, exactly, a QR code on exactly, it that you could authenticate. Right. right. Then your friend opens it, and then your friend gets barfed on, right. and then we email you the URL to your friend getting right. barfed on. Right. Nick, do you remember the time that I anonymously for your birthday sent to your home a teddy bear? 
Yes, like, I do, Chris. That, that when you when you opened the teddy bear, it would like start singing a song that mm-hmm. was then impossible to turn off. Yep. Yeah, you got fully hoisted by I that. I got though. fully hoisted by that because even though you didn't know mm. it was for me, because you're you, you were like intrinsically skeptical of oh, what yeah. this gift was. So you then brought it into the office so that you could un- you could like open it in front of me, still not knowing that I bought it for you. Yeah, I had no and idea then it was you at that point. You yeah. didn't learn it was me until that's like it was that's already... such a cartoon thing to happen to a bomb. That's like a Hanna Barbera cartoon right. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's like a yeah, Roadrunner. It's, totally it's just straight up yeah. Wiley yeah. Coyote where yeah. you yeah. play gift, it would have. And then yeah. Nick yeah. goes, "Someone sent me this weird thing." As just like <laughs> 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 the yeah. fuse goes yeah. down, that is happy yeah. birthday. Like, just fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the no, the version of that thing. If that thing had like a barf cam, you would have been the one captured by the yeah. My reaction would have been very different because with the with the bear, I was like, "Oh wow." That's so weird. It's so like, strange that someone sent you this bear. I yeah. wonder how long does. do you I keep it up? Is the, the question. Is. Yeah. yeah. How long did you yeah. pretend? How long the were you paid of, yeah. to act as if you had not given Nick that bear? <laughs> right. But then with the right. barfing, like that is a intense yeah. game of chicken. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. pretty weird. Pretty weird nutcracker. You should open it by yourself, probably. I think <laughs> just because it's a special gift for you. I'll be over here. Imagine if you had been a paid actor in that situation who is like. I really want you to give Nick this bear. I really want you to give Nick this nutcracker. And you don't your involvement ends after that. Uh-huh. And then you were in the room with him like three months later when he's like, <laughs> Look, someone sent me this nutcracker and you're like, oh. Wait, are you saying there's like a courier who was like hand delivered? If you were items? like if you were his paid to be actor friend. Uh-huh. And part oh, of he doesn't, and he, I'm just his friend as far as mm. he's concerned. Yeah, but then this fucking nutcracker shows up again, and you're on the clock, and you're like, I'm gonna wait, get, wait, hold on, hold you're on, like, I'm gonna get barfed on. Wait, hold on. So, are you <laughs> saying that a friend was? So, hold on. Are you saying that I'm saying you paid, are a paid paid for a friend to befriend Nick Brecken, and then once yeah. you're his friend, give him the barfing nutcracker, and then remain or his like, friend or you're just long like, enough to witness the barfing of the nutcracker, I feel and like, then be like, I'm out, <laughs> peace out. I, I've yeah. cultivated this friendship for three years. Probably, Fuck you. Probably, You're full of barf now. Wax house, baby. It does not shut up. It doesn't, don't say wax house. It does not need to be so long that that would happen. But I could imagine a situation where for some reason, I mean, it's very easy to imagine a situation where you are paid to somehow do this. Oh, that's for, true. It's quite easy to imagine. Yeah. I just, I, It just made me imagine the bullshit that these people must go through. Yeah, I know. They get, get barfed on by nutcrackers. Yeah. <laughs> they have birthday bears singing them all the time. I still don't understand where the barf is stored. I mean, I guess... Inside the nutcracker, Chris. It just can't it, barf like forever. A, there's, like, so there's like a cartridge. There's like a, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, like there's a, a barf cartridge. You put, you, put barf its, yeah, you put it in its, in its gut. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's just yeah. Right, where, right where its gut would be. You load barf into its gut. Yeah. yeah, it's a gut cracker. It's probably like a soda stream or something where you just sort of like put the barf CO2 cartridge up <laughs> just in the bottom of the yeah, nutcracker yeah, and screw yeah. it in. Yeah. And then oh, when God. you when it's out of barf, you take it to like to Target and they yeah. do like a, a sort of incentivized barf exchange. Right. <laughs> yeah. A nutcracker is a good toy for this because it has that really inviting big lever. The only thing you do yeah. on a nutcracker is interact with it is and look op- at its yeah, mouth. Open and close its mouth. Yeah, yeah. and then barf comes out. <clears throat> yeah. All Not right. for use on nuts is what it would say on the on the outside of this <laughs> nutcracker. That's yeah. <laughs> you couldn't crack a nut with it because it would be barfing. Mm, that's true. And if you put a I nut mean, in there, then it barfed. It would be, it would hurt. Because that. <laughs> what are you? You usually <laughs> use a nutcracker to fucking crack a nut, Chris. You put a nut in its mouth and crack it. I get it, but you just keep talking about nuts, and it's becoming salacious. <laughs>
Anyway, let's endorse. All right, let's endorse. Let's do it. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Mine is dumb, and it'll be short. Uh, I am going to endorse the affordability of really, really big hard drives right now. <laughs> Uh, I it's I, so you're endorsing like checking your assumption about hard drive prices. Yeah, and like picking up a multiple terabyte hard drive for like under a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's really incredible. <clears throat> mm. I maybe I mean I'm sure a lot of people are already aware of this, but I I basically for years have continued just accruing more and more storage devices that I don't ever like back up or do anything or like, consolidate I, I, or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my oldest hard drive at this point is probably like, in fact, I know for a fact it is over a decade old because it still has old idle thumbs episodes and stuff right. from the original run of our first podcast, uh, fr- that are just still on the same thing. And I realized recently, like, this is ridiculous. This I can't believe, one, I can't believe this hard drive hasn't failed yet. That's incredible. It's like a huge <coughs> risk I'm taking. Uh, and two, it's all this shit is spread across all of these different, like, internal and external drives that I just kind of keep putting in, like, a bin uh, or new computers right. over the years. And I, so I recently just went on Amazon and I just found a... I don't remember if it's two or four terabytes, but some big hard drive for a completely shockingly low amount of money relative to what I, my historical assumptions about this stuff. And then I just went through with all of my other hard drives and just kind of looked at what's actually important and what's not. And I just dragged it over to the new one. And it's like, it's hilarious how many, how few percentage points of the total storage space it actually occupies on this new hard drive. I actually got this original. I originally was going to get a hard drive because I have just this huge CD collection. And I'm such a old piece of shit that I just. So you're going to finally rip your CDs? Yeah, like I, all my music is still <laughs> mainly on CDs because I, you know, I don't know. And I was like, well, I should probably buy a new hard drive for this that has tons of space and will be fast and new and whatever. And then I realized, like, wow, this has basically infinite space on it. I can just put all my other shit on it. And now all my stuff is just on this one, like, orange external hard drive. So now what you should do probably is buy a second one of those and copy all of the shit that you used to have on all those hard drives onto that and put it in a closet. Yeah. You mean just as a backup? So that's Yeah. Not so, like, all of your old music work and all of the old out of thumbs and stuff, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. put it in a closet and just keep it there. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a thing that I actually did recently. I finally oh, consolidated cool. all of my crap and then just went, ah, I'm just going to get another one of these and duped yeah. it and, and kept it. The, uh, the the kind of side benefit of this, at least for me, was just uh, a complete nostalgia explosion as I sifted through probably close to a decade and a half of just old crap of mine that I, you know, a lot of it I would just drag the folder over, but then occasionally I'd be like, oh, what's this? I don't remember what this is. Dig into it and then just see some like, ancient digital photo or weird document or thing that was like, wow, I was actually a different human being at the time that this was generated or downloaded or saved or whatever. Um, and it was really uh, a totally... Is that when you found the screenshot of the Zach McCracken fan game that it obliterated yes. that German file server? That was when I found that. <laughs> and that was also when I found those pictures of us at your family's like beach house down in Pismo from like 
2003 or four, probably yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, I just found a bunch of just old, old, old shit. Uh, that was totally fun to just like be reminded of. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. Buy a huge hard drive and then collect all your old crap in some kind of vaguely organized way. And it'll all fit on one new hard drive and you'll just have it there. Um, I can link to the one that I bought, but I'm sure there are plenty of other ones that are, that are just as good. Uh, all right. That's me, Jake. What do you have to endorse? I would like to endorse Wizard Jam. What's that? Wizard Jam I know is... I know you know what it is, Chris. Wizard Jam is a game jam, which is put on by the <coughs> Idle Thumbs network sort of listener community. Explain that for people who don't know what a game jam a is. A game jam is basically a, a sort of time, it's a limited period of time in which people are encouraged to start, or like to just sort of conceive of, start and finish development of a tiny video game. So it's just like... Some some game jams are competitive. Some are just for fun. Wizard Jam is just for fun. It was a, it was a two week long game jam that was held in December. It's the sixth one. It was Wizard Jam six. Um, the theme of Wizard Jam is Idle Thumbs Network episode titles. So it's sort of make a game named after any episode of Important of True or Idle Thumbs or you know Idle Weekend Three Moves Ahead, whatever. And um, the results are always always shockingly good and there's always fun stuff there like if you're just looking for it's worth mentioning actually that this was not our idea we don't no, we our, neither conceived nor run this event it's entirely yeah. run by members of our community as a total volunteer effort and it's totally awesome and amazing uh yep there are just some people on the idle forums who just put this together twice a year and run it completely self-sufficiently. Yeah. And uh, we just talk about how cool it is, but we don't even, we don't have nothing to do with running it. Yep. Uh, you can find it by going just, I mean, if you just go to the idlethumbs.net forums, there's a wizard jam forum there that, that has archives of all the different games and links. Um, or you can go to itch.io slash jam slash wizard dash jam dash six to see the most recent Wizard Jam games. Uh, I'm going to call out a couple of them because they are cool. The one that I recommend checking out as just a stupid, quick, uh, but good Wizard Jam experience is a game called The Garfing Garfo. It's an idle game uh, starring Garfield. And in an idle game, you basically, like, you, you by idling and performing simple actions, weird things happen. And this game. Um, man, I don't even really want to explain what it is because like a lot of sort of idle or clicker games, the fun of it is playing it. Yeah. But even just like the first button press of this game is really fun. It requires windows, but you can find it on the wizard jam page. The other one that, uh, I've been meaning to check out, but I just read about it. Uh, cause it got, it's a wizard jam game that got covered by a gate by the gaming press, which happens like one or two of them tend to break out a year, which is surprising. There's one called the world begins with you, um, which is a beautiful looking exploration sort of 3d platformer. Um, I just think it's, it's a surprising one because it just looks beautiful and like a quote unquote real game, uh, and it's if you've not looked at game jams or wizard jam before, the the Garfin Garfo and the World Begins with You are sort of two good examples, right. but also of very different kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, <clears throat> but also just check them all out. Roll back through the wizard jam archives. It's a surprisingly cool collection of small game ideas. All right, we'll link to the page and those two games. 
Nick, what do you endorse? Uh, I'm going to endorse an article also in the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> this uh, week is weird. fueled by the Atlantic. Yeah. All right. Uh, by Ian Bogost uh, called HQ Trivia is a Harbinger of Dystopia. Um, this article... How have we not talked about HQ on this show, by the so, way? I don't really understand what HQ is. I guess so I I'll tell you it. what it is okay. because once that... So most people, if they know of this uh, app, and I will just briefly describe what it is, it is a trivia app that you download on your phone. Uh, a, a host comes on a stream and like hosts a game show, and you are asked 10 questions. If you get any of them wrong, it's a sort of a multiple choice, I think three, three answers per question. If you get any of them wrong, you're out of the game. And at the end of the 10 questions, if you get the 10th question correct you either win a prize or split the pot with however many people are still remaining. Right, okay. Um, and uh, the host that they got is this, like, affable young dude. And, uh, like, hundreds of thousands of people play twice a day, basically. Like, it's a, it's a twice-a-day thing. And most people would know this from the article about the host and his relationship with the founder of the company. I saw Which this. was insane. Uh, oh, that interview was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like like ugh, like talking about this in an endorsement, I'm gonna just cut all of this too short. But that we will link to that article as well because it's it's it is crazy. Yeah, th- if this you was an article in which it. the CEO of the company sort of made all of these outrageous claims about yeah this ho- this host is not allowed to like publicly mention him or like I don't even yeah. it's totally yeah. outrageous. The CEO I, clearly just not caring if he was on the record or not or not aware that that was even possible was just saying yes. all these things that the host can and cannot do and should not yeah. and should and should not say yeah. and that was the article <laughs> instead of the article about the host it was the most <laughs> insane PR wrangling attempt gone bad that I've yeah. read in a yeah. long time so if I, ever yeah. yeah so that but that's not the article you're endorsing Nick no no, no, no. So after that article, yeah, in, we'll in sort of, well. in, yeah, in sort of preparation for for potentially talking about this, I played the game a couple of times, mm. and um, I I actually realized that it's actually it's fairly easy to to, to cheat. Uh, like I I developed a, a method where you where you just you just sit there with Google in front of you. Oh, we should talk about. <laughs> I developed a method. No, Nick, we should. Oh, we no, should. But you have you have to you have to you have is <laughs> the process for it. You have to be very good at at basically. Uh, like I, I got like two phones out. I was gaming. Nick, the Nick, hold on, like Nick. Days. Before you get into your cheating scheme, I'll just say I've read a lot about HQ cheating, and you're fucking nothing. So we should talk about HQ next week. <laughs> what you're describing is fucking nothing compared to the oh, true way to oh. cheat at HQ. So. I so, I, I quickly realized that, so, Jake. I very, I very okay. quickly realized if you really wanted to cheat, there's some. There's I, I, some I have a pretty good idea of what the, of what people are doing. There's some like even, automated optical it. character recognition oh, yeah. based stuff. There's all sorts yeah. of stuff. I'm, that people, holy shit! So, I fucking guarantee you, yeah. it's absolutely insane. Uh, but I got like near the end, and it, it sort of gave me enough of an experience. I got to the last question once, and I went, "Oh, okay, I know what this is now." Because it, until you actually get there, you don't quite understand the journey this game is designed to take you on. Anyway, this article... What does that mean? Basically... What does that mean? Well, the article goes into it, and that's why I wanted to endorse it, and I don't want to just reread the article, but like, but basically... But you're saying uh, you understand it yourself. Right. Basically, the the, the, the the game is meant to... Well, first of all, you know, the, the, the prize pot can be up to $10,000, which sounds like a lot, and when you're in the game and you're down to the wire, you kind of feel like you're going to win it, yeah. But the reality is that now that the thing is so popular, the chances, one, of you actually uh, um, like getting to the end are minuscule because the, the, they've designed the questions to be incredibly hard, right. especially for 
um, in very subtle ways that, you know, we'd have to talk about the actual thing longer for me to get into it. But, but, uh, but also like, even if you win, generally speaking, you know, other dozens of people it. are going to win yeah. and you're going to win maybe $20 and you can't cash out your money unless you've won, I think up to $50. So the whole thing is basically designed to make you feel as if you're going to be this like insane game show prize winner, like all day, every day. Like you right. can literally play it twice a day and it does make your heart race when you're playing right, it because sure. you want to just win. Even if you won 20 bucks, it's like, Oh cool. Yeah. But it's a huge waste of time. And like it's it's like basically this article gets into just the social engineering that is going into just like it, it, it's just such a disgusting experience. Like I played it for three days and by the end of it, <laughs> I, I felt I dreaded it. I actually <laughs> physically dreaded. The but stupid you had to like do it, you notification, pot. The, the stupid notification that popped up like HQ is live. I just was like dying inside, and I and then I just de- I deleted it off my phone. And this article basically goes into it. It fully breaks down that that side of it and and, and what it does how to does, your brain. How does HQ make money? Are there ads in it? That I don't understand that. I mean, like I, I think some of the question the, they, they mentioned brands and some of the questions. I don't know if oh, they're getting wow, money that's for that. Fucked up. I, but there aren't ads to my that I saw, so maybe it's an investment uh, funded thing that they're going to try and monetize later. I don't know, what but it's bizarre. The whole in. thing is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and this article is is very. It's maybe a very good maybe of mentioning how, how brand, maybe it is maybe it's maybe offhandedly <clears throat> maybe offhandedly mentioning brands in a question while every user in the thing has been induced into a state of extreme psychological <laughs> vulnerability and panic yeah. and self-doubt uh, mm-hmm. and like lack of self-awareness. Maybe that's the optimal way to introduce brands there into ha- your bloodstream. That style of native advertising has to be somewhat lucrative. I remember like, remember when Draw Something was a big deal, that sort of iOS yeah. game? Oh, yeah. yeah. And and then Zynga bought them. It, yeah. it was like Pictionary, like one versus one Pictionary. Like, Within like weeks before Zynga bought them, all of a sudden it was like draw Chalupa Supreme. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just disgusting. Draw Domino's Rolex. <laughs> yep. The double dip. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Nick, I'm curious about Draw this a Rolex. Are you kidding me in this free to play <laughs> app? Draw a Rolex. <laughs> you won't get this by paying for it or working a job long enough to earn it. Thanks. <laughs> You've been trolled by Rolex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder I wonder how much that would be effective advertising for a brand like Rolex to sort of just just like a little aspirational yeah, seed to, plant. To this induce, is a long play. Yeah, to induce like futile aspiration, you know, among the population at large. Right, but like, sort of to of increase who, brand affinity. All of us though. who are never gonna justify being able to like afford a Rolex, but we all know Rolexes are the thing that are like nice. But like, and we can you never really thinking about Rolexes? Like that probably yeah. makes Rolexes even more valuable to the people. Right, who and can then the one guy who gets out and gets a Rolex is like, I've always wanted one since it came up as a word and draw right. something. <laughs> right, exactly. Remember, draw something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I own use, it now. I'm gonna use my ten thousand dollar HQ <laughs> winnings <laughs> to, buy to buy my <laughs> Domino's Rolex. <laughs> oh, you get two for that price, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, with that's, a Domino's two for one Rolex coupon. <laughs> yeah, I would like two Rolexes with up to one free Domino's logo toppings. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, now I know what HQ is, and it sounds terrible. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's very strange episode of Important If True. Our website is importantiftrue.com, and from there you can find all of the places we reside on the internet. If you for 
some reason uh, feel compelled to recommend this podcast to people. We really, really appreciate it. If you wow. consider this a good podcast, why not rate us on iTunes? Uh, that, as as well as recommending directly to a friend, is uh, one of the few ways we have to actually spread the word about this podcast. And so it is much appreciated. If you would like to ask us a question, if you need our advice, if uh, there's a conundrum that needs solving or just something that you think we need to know about, email us at questions at importantiftrue.com and we will do our best. Um for an ad-free version of this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash idlethumbs, and uh, the details of how to achieve that uh, are on that page. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Jake oh, yeah. is giving me a weird smirk. Oh, it more than wraps it up, Chris. But yeah, it, that was <laughs> completely wrapped. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. We will be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Jake's looking at me. I know you got to end this episode in one of a couple of ways. <laughs> Wax house, baby! <laughs> <laughs>